Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone to talk about I, Claudius, Episode 5, Some Justice. This one is set in roughly 20 AD or so, and the basic story is pretty simple. Uh, Germanicus, Claudius's brother, dies while he's in command of legions in Syria, and uh, his wife, Agrippina, leads a prosecution against the people that she believes were conspiring to kill him. Uh, so Piso and his wife, uh, Plancina, uh, who may or may not have uh, been directed by Livia and or Tiberius. And so there's a whole trial. We also get to see sort of the burgeoning power of Sejanus here. And we're introduced to Caligula as a small child. Uh, and I think there are maybe a few other key plot details that emerge over the course of the episode. But, but, but basically, this episode is about the trial around Germanicus's death and the eventual suicide, or not-so-suicide, of, of Piso. Um, but before we get into the, the episode, last, uh, last episode we had talked about the death of Augustus, and me and Adam had different recollections of of the of the event so we promised to watch it again and sort of relitigate you know what exactly happened and that question was did Livia steal Augustus's tears and so we just both rewatched it and uh, I, I'll, 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 I'll put it to you first what was your take seeing it for another time yeah I, I, I think I have to lean a little closer to your interpretation because I, I, I'm going to put it down to having previously watched this on old-fashioned cathode mm -hmm. ray televisions and it not being as clear but she is crying before she well the tears are there before she puts yeah. her fingers to her eye and there's and it you know and you can, you can put that down to staging blame it go oh well she's just you know that's just because they needed the tears there blah 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 but yeah no she is she is she is physically crying her face is contorted she's she is she is literally crying before she puts her fingers to her eyes so i was being a little a little bit too harsh on her and uh, accusing her of, of using uh see part of what got me on that thought too. another thing is that there is earlier in the episode, the comment about, about how easily he cries, you know, and so yeah. I, that, that kind of got me on that thought too, but, but no, she, she definitely was crying beforehand. Though I, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I did feel more ambiguous about the scene watching it again than I felt the first time. Like I, cause I, because when I first saw it, I I always assumed that she was just closing his 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 eyes because he had died, but 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 she does touch her own tears with her hand after she touches his eyes, and 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 there is a considerably mm -hmm. higher volume of tears after that. So I don't know if if it's meant to be an ambiguous thing, and maybe because of the old TVs and the staging. They needed to have the tears there, but like you say, she is in the act. She's clearly crying, like she's clearly got grief on her face. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's also a gesture that's significant, like she's, you know, sort of mingling their tears together. I, I don't know. Um, but but it, it left. It, I I was a I was sort of a little bit less certain about my my stance after yeah. after seeing it again. Um, and I'll say I've got I've got another revision of things I've argued earlier as the show's gone on, which is I've argued, you know, that 
her key motivation is just to get her son to be emperor. But it's it, it, this this last speech. I've said that, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. been I'm saying. But I'm revising that because, you know, this the little little speech she kind of gives as Augustus is dying there. It's it's clear that you know a lot of it there there it's not it's not just about getting tiberius on the throne that's part of it but there's there's an element of revenge for the civil war yes. it's like it's not just about getting tiberius there it's about destroying everyone that August, basically destroying Augustus's legacy at the same time. It's like, you know, which which plays into the fact she doesn't really seem to like Tiberius very well, much. He's he's a disappointing son, but she he's he's the agent of her revenge, and she's going to make, use him anyway. Well, and the other detail that's kind of important is all the people that she eliminates are folks that you could say have Republican sympathies. And the True. people that she puts into power are people who clearly are fine with the imperial line of succession. So uh, even Augustus, like Augustus himself says to Claudius in that episode, I'm a Republican, too. And we both know he's not really a Republican <laughs> yeah. and a Republican in the Roman sense, not the modern American sense. But he, he's not really a Republican, but he 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 has this feeling in his heart that at least in the you know, I'm not saying historically that Augustus did. But in the show, there's this sense that he. Uh, th that he kind of yearns for 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 maybe a return to 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 what Rome mm -hmm. was, um, and and Livia clearly doesn't because I think I feel like she's always the one making the case, even if it's in her own self interest and in Tiberius's interest, uh, you know about the this you know the like the civil wars and things like that you know that and 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 so and she, and she just doesn't seem to have the trust in the Roman people that a lot of the other p folks in the show might have. Um, yeah. Well, honestly, you know, it's, and, and having things go back to the Republic too, would also, if, if her, if her, if her goal is partly to, you know, destroy Augustus's legacy to an extent, you know, as far as what he really wants. I mean, she wants him to look good. She wants to make him a God, all of that, but you know, to, but to destroy as well, it's like, you know, the ultimate thing you could, you know, Augustus could have done to cement his legacy would be to have brought the Republic back. He would have been the new Cincinnatus. He was yeah. the guy that had all the power. He ruled the world, but he gave it away and went back to his farm and, and you know, restored the Republic. But, you know, for a Roman, a Roman, uh, you know, idealistic sense, that would have been the best play he ever could have done. So she, she wouldn't want that. <laughs> well, no, and and, uh, and 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 I mean, obviously, that's a much we're getting to a much bigger topic here. But uh, yeah, also, we are. I'm yeah. sorry. But no, no, it's fine. It's fine. The weeds here, and, and the feasibility too is the other question there. Well, um, exactly. Um, which is one of the things that kind of makes me sympathetic to Livia. Like, as terrible as a evil person as she is, I feel like she sometimes has a better handle on things in terms of what's actually feasible uh, than some of the She's... other people. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, she's very intelligent in what she does a lot of times. I mean, you, you have to admire Livia, even yeah. even as you despise her. It's like there's there's I, I felt like I mean, we haven't got into the, the episode we just watched, but she is is very, very, very smart in this particular episode. Well, and, and that's another thing that's I, I think an important part of the character in the show is that uh you know, because she's a woman, she she doesn't she's not going to have access to the direct power that Augustus and Tiberius and all these people should have. But maybe a part of what's going on here is that she knows that she has the ability to to she, 
she, she there might a lot a lot of her resentment as a character might be coming out of the fact that she has to govern through all of these people when yeah. when when in her mind maybe Rome would be better off if just she was the one directly controlling things. Oh, um, definitely. So, There's no question yeah. about that. Um, but uh, but yeah. So in this episode again, like I said, it's about the trial surrounding the death of Germanicus. Um, a lot of interesting stuff goes on here. We get a lot of, you know, and this is kind of really ushering in like a new phase of the show. Like this is the, this is the phase where characters like Sejanus and Caligula become important. And it's, you know, and we're starting to see the, the, the shade of Tiberius's reign. Um, and then mm. he's sort of this, I don't know, he's kind of like a, he's sort of like the middle point between uh Augustus and Caligula you know he's he's not as bad as Caligula becomes but he's definitely not as good as Augustus and he's and he's not <laughs> and as we learn he's not well loved um yeah so um, <laughs> but what what, what how do you feel about the episode uh I I thought this was a great episode I mean I really like the touch of uh, it's a clever move the way it kind of makes the time jump where we, we go ahead to Germanicus already being dead at the start of the episode because it, it almost feels like that's going to be the next beat is going to be what happens with Germanicus but it's yeah. already over at the time which is which is clever because it keeps things unpredictable and, and uh, it clouds the details which is very important yes yeah that's that's an, another good point but uh I, I also really like the fact that this episode is mainly seen through the eyes of, of Piso and Plancina. They are the main characters, two characters we've never heard of, never seen before. But we've got this episode, which is pretty much their story, you know, and, it, and, and the characters we have been following are somewhat. I mean, we do see Claudius and the others all kind of conspiring to to, uh, you know, bring about this trial. But that's. That's almost like the B story in this episode. Yeah, yeah no, that yeah, we definitely get a lot of Pizzo and Plancina, and I know I, I do find them interesting characters. Plancina mm -hmm. is obviously, I mean, she's obviously looking out from Plancina uh, mm -hmm. by the end of the episode, and and Pizzo is is sort of a like like Plancina seems to understand what's going on, and Pizzo seems to not quite grasp the uh, the severity of their situation. And he yeah. keeps making these, just these blunders that 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 do not endear him any further to Tiberius. Um, yeah. And Tiberius has every reason to want to 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 protect Piso, uh, largely, you know, uh, out of self preservation. But as we learn in later episodes, he does bear a personal grudge over what happens here. So I think there is also resentment that, you know, he doesn't like what he's forced to do. But um, but Piso does this thing where. You know, he has letters written directly to him from yeah. Tiberius that have the imperial seal, and he and he presents them in the Roman Senate. And when he's asked, you know, well, if you know why we should, you know, why why won't you? Why why can't we open them if they're evidence? And he says they're not evidence; they're just here amid my letters. Um, you know, yeah. he's, he's trying to be smooth, and it's just not. He is he is not. He he kind of comes off as sort of a. I don't know. He he, he seem he, he seems like he's he's he was made governor of Syria but he doesn't seem like his talents would would meet the uh uh the role it seems like he's been elevated uh, beyond maybe what his 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 level of competence should 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 have him placed as 
Yeah, and the thing with the letters, just to explain that, I mean, it's if I, if I, you know, obviously they can't be open because of the emperor's order, but the emperor could allow them to be open, so it it forces Tiberius to tell the whole Senate, no, no, you can't look at those, which which makes him look so bad, and and it's like Piso just he doesn't doesn't think about things like that at all, you know, and it's uh, yeah, he he is he is he is he is bumbling, and I mean it's. It, it, yeah, I mean, there's, there, it's, it's, it's interesting how, how I feel about these characters because it's like they are these people that, that went and did these terrible things. <laughs> but you kind of, I, I kind of developed kind of a sympathy for Piso just because he is such a bumbling fool. <laughs> yeah, no, you do, especially when is when it's clear that his wife is trying to save herself, and 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 and, and so in the end, spoilers, uh, she talks, she she talks him into. Uh, to doing uh, sort of a joint suicide, but when he hesitates, she pretends to kill herself and then stabs him. Um, and and so, you know, it, it's it, it, there, there's like a you, you do feel bad for the guy by the by the end of it. You know, he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, and a lot of what you feel bad about is that he just doesn't understand the truth of what's going on all around him. You know, at, at every point, he just doesn't grasp. You know. That, that he's making things worse by putting the letters out there, that Sejanus is putting the guards at his house, not really as protection so much as insurance, maybe. Um, you know, yeah. that, there's, that there's all... That he, just, he, just doesn't, he just doesn't understand what all these maneuvers mean, it seems, and Plancina finally and, does. And he has this one additional letter that he's, he's, he's kept hidden from Livia, which uh, is incredibly incriminating, where Livia sent this direct letter that doesn't have the Imperial seal on it. And... He, you know, when he decides he's going to use it, he, he says his warning, well, I'm going to read this before the Senate and tells him, it's like, man, do you think you're ever going to stand before the Senate alive after you've given that threat? Yeah. I mean, if you were going to do it, you know, you, you needed to, you needed to keep that letter a little closer to your chest. Once, once, once he'd announced that he was dead, there was and- just, just. One way or another. And and before I forget, I just want to mention one thing that I, that struck me was the conversation between Tiberius and Piso. It reminded me so much of the conversation between Augustus and Agrippa. And Piso, even like the way he was talking, kind of, it remind like he wasn't as, he's a pale imitation of, of Agrippa, but he reminded me a lot of Agrippa in some of his mannerisms and some of the ways that he was communicating with Tiberius. And I was wondering if that was intentional or not. If who who was a pale imitation of Agrippa? Piso. Piso reminded Pisa. me of Agrippa. Um, you oh, know, which I again I don't know why. Maybe because they were trying uh-huh. to sort of get into your head that Tiberius had uh, a sense of loyalty or fondness towards Piso in some way. Um, okay. Okay. But uh, but what was interesting to me in this episode too was the the poisoner Mar- Martina. I think that was Miriam Margoyles who played her, wasn't it? Um, uh, I don't know who played her. I uh... I feel like it was. I'm not 100 percent sure because she's very young. But uh, I'll, well, I'll I'll try to look at look that up and confirm it by next episode. But uh, but she has a whole conversation with Livia because Livia ends up at first we think Sejanus has gotten to her. Like the prosecution brings in Martina as as a witness. And, and that's catastrophic for Tiberius and Piso because, you know, she can confirm everything. And Livia gets to her first and, 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 uh, and gives her shelter. And they have this great conversation where they're talking about poison. 
and and you know one poisoner to another and 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 all of the details of what happened emerged during this conversation but it's all but but you're almost more fascinated just by the conversation about the poisoning and and uh and and livia's command of the subject you know which seems greater than than this uh uh this martina character um but but we learned that caligula was 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 pulled into the conspiracy and that they you know that he was able to sneak into his father's chamber and uh so so a lot of the way that germanicus was poisoned was she used belladonna but she was also using uh she was also planting signs of witchcraft in order to get him to think that he was he was cursed or you know just basically nudge him over the edge like you know if he thinks he's gonna die it just makes it easier and he had this um what was it this this jade some kind of jade medallion uh that that was that, that he was latching on to to protect himself and as long as he had that it gave him a sense of hope and uh and and i think caligula was the one that she got to sneak into the chamber and and steal it and that mm-hmm. was kind of what sealed his fate um and at the end of the episode caligula is the one who burns the letters i think he burns the whole house down um, yeah well it's oh it's interesting it's uh the, the the upshot of that conversation is you know she you know martina reveals to livia a lot about caligula yes and and at that point it seems basically livia's like oh i can use this kid yes and it's like seems to be her take from that and so you know martina goes out of the picture and and he becomes her her agent of chaos basically but what but what's interesting too is livia has an odd reaction to him she says he sound he's not a cuz when Martina gets him in on the conspiracy, she gets him in because he says that he's a god, and she says, "Well, a god should be able to play the death game," and, yeah. and that's how she and 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 Livia says he's not a god; he's a monster. Like she recognizes just how how beyond the pale Caligula is, uh, mm-hmm. and and Antonia has a similar reaction because earlier in the episode, Antonia finds him in bed naked with his sister. And yeah. and she's about to lock him in a basement, and you know Antonia is a very strict person, and so we know that she's going to punish him severely. And Claudius shields him, and says, "I'll take mm-hmm. care of him." And Claudius tries to reason with him, and and number one, Antonia is enormously frustrated with Claudius, and says he's a fool, and that he should have died instead of Germanicus. And but but then when he actually tries to persuade Caligula about the, the you know just how wrong it is to do what he was doing he's, he's just totally unable to do so you know he, he says he, he explains to him that it's wrong and Caligula just keeps saying why but why but why to everything <laughs> and uh, but what's interesting to me is I think this is where the seed of their relationship is planted because their relationship yeah. becomes so important over the course of the, the, the period that covers Caligula's reign and Caligula almost has this like there are moments and again we're getting ahead of ourselves but there are moments later in the show where Caligula clearly he's killing people left and right and every time he's going to kill Claudius he always hesitates for some reason and I think that it's this subconscious affection that he has for for Claudius that's sort of built around Claudius's guarding him against some of the punishments that he might receive and Mm -hmm. and you know moments like this uh so so yeah, but back to the uh, to the trial. It, ultimately, it ends with um, with Piso having to you know commit suicide. But you know, Plancina is the one who ultimately does the deed. Uh, yeah, and, and in it, Plancina's defense, I have to say that her points about 
shielding the family's reputation and everything, I thought were very accurate yes. Roman views. I mean, I felt like that that is that 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 was the I mean, it was self-serving, obviously, yes. but it was also it was the proper Roman approach would be we're going to shield the family. You fall on your sword. You're dead, but the family line lives on is the is the way to go. She She's not really painted in a villainous way here. I think I mean, I think this is out of desperation that she does these things. And on a normal yeah. day, she wouldn't have caused her husband harm. But I mean, she really has. I mean, she has very few options available to her by the end of the episode. And so, I mean, her basic options are commit suicide with the husband or save herself. And she yeah. finds a way to save herself, which is, I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not the most romantic thing in the world. Obviously, huh. Pizzo is going to have a sense of betrayal, but it's probably how most people would behave in that situation. If we if we honestly pulled their feet to the fire. Oh, you know, sure. You know, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and she she recoils in horror after stabbing him, too. You know, yeah. it's like it was a it was a horrifying. I mean, you know, it's pretty, pretty harsh that she could even do it. But, uh, but it it. You know, she did not have an easy time with that, and uh, and 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 I think also the uh, the other interesting aspect of this episode is watching Sir Janus, Sir Janus do his work. Um, he, uh, you know, number one, when uh, when this stuff all starts and the crowd starts agitating and and mm-hmm. and, and they're concerned that uh, you know that there might be you know some kind of revolution or rebellion. Um, Sejanus is sort of the one who's mediating the discussion between Livia and Tiberius. That's a great scene. Yeah. 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 And, and we see it just kind of, I mean, it, 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 it's interesting to see sort of all the, you know, Sejanus is so calm. I think that's what's so, I think that's the connecting line between him and Picard that I was talking about before. <laughs> it's just he's so calm in the face of all this stuff. And and there and and when in the hands of an evil character that comes across as incredibly cold, um, yeah. And so and so here he's talking about uh, how you know well they have a pretty tale but they don't have any evidence. And Livia shoots back with, "Well, you've buried more men with your pretty tales than anyone I know." And, yeah. And so there's this sparring going on between him and Livia that's quite interesting. And they're really so similar as characters. They're both rising above what they normally would be allowed to achieve by resorting to these clever yeah. underhanded tactics. There, there's, there's, yeah, I mean, they're sparring, but there's also this admiration between them in that scene, yes. which is very interesting. And it's, and you know, and as the episode goes on, too, we learn that, you know, when when Martina disappears, our assumption is, oh, Sejanus found her. But it's like, no, Livia has got yeah. her own agents out there. She's playing her own whole separate game than either Tiberius or Sejanus. And, and what's so what's so cool about how they do it in the show is they never they never say all that stuff. You just see her with Livia and you immediately make all those connections in your own mind. You know yes. you know you can imagine all this stuff going on in the background that never even appears in the show. Which again, yeah. the show is is brilliant at you you you, you imagine battles and cities and agents doing their dirty work in the streets and you never see a word you never see a sign of it at all you just you just you just know it because you see two characters talking um and uh and so i always find that fascinating another thing that happens in the sejanus scene is there's this whole discussion like tiberius's whole thing is why don't they like me which is really he'd been his whole thing you know before it was why doesn't augustus like me and now it's why don't the people like me like me And, (laughs) and and he's this grumpy sort of he just he's just 
I guess you would call him sort of like a low energy person. He just doesn't he doesn't have the enthusiasm necessary to charm people. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, and I, oh, go ahead. I know it's just Livia brings up. It's like, you know, well, you know, he, he says, well, I think they really hate you. And and Livia's like, well, yes, but I don't I don't care. You know, yeah. she just doesn't doesn't matter to her whether people like her, which which gives her gives her a power that Tiberius doesn't have because it bothers him greatly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can see it in his agitation. And also in that moment, uh, you know, he says, has it ever occurred to you that they that the person they hate is you, not me? And she says, there's nothing in this world that occurs to me that is not that, that occurs yeah. to you that has not occurred to me first. And that is the affliction I live with. She just has always these great rebuttals against anything he can throw at her and like anybody who's yeah. ever had a family member like that it's just this you know when you have somebody who's just a little bit smarter than you that you can never quite top it's uh you know and, and Livia is you know leaps and bounds smarter than Tiberius so he's mm -hmm. he's always sort of living in her shadow even when he's emperor um but yeah so I, I yeah I think there's just there's so many little details over the course of this episode that are uh, that are enjoyable and and add to the the overall uh, texture of the show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else that was uh, uh, any other scenes or anything that you thought was worthy of comment? Uh, let's see. It's interesting uh, how uh, people's opinions of Claudius in this episode. I mean, you know, basically within within his own circle, he's become a very respected the well thought of person yes which is which is very interesting but of course as we see his mother though still she she still just has contempt for him but so it's uh, those though i thought that was an interesting uh discrepancy within this episode well and his circle is quite interesting because it's herod it's mm -hmm. um castor tiberius's own son who's leading the prosecution yeah. which is another interesting aspect and agrippina um, yeah. And so, I mean, you have it. It, it is a, and like you say, he, he, his demeanor when he's among them is quite. I mean, he still is Claudius. He still stutters, but he's got a lot more confidence when he's around them. And they have, yeah. a lot, and they, and they, and they, they clearly respect his opinion so much so that he's the one who comes up with the idea of holding the trial in the Senate rather than in the courts. And that's a very important point in the episode. That's the thing that that really prevents Tiberius from just shelving the whole thing behind the scenes um and so you know and 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 herod even comments on that when he mentions it you know he's 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 clearly in admiration of claudius's uh ability to think through these things um, yeah and i mean during the first scene with uh agrippina and claudius when claudius meets her it's it's uh you know, I mean, she just has a lot of affection for him. That, that really struck me. It's like, yeah. you know, because I was, I, you know, I, I couldn't remember the relationship between these characters. But it's like, you know, I knew Germanicus cared a lot about Claudius. It's like, oh, good. His wife has the same level of affection for Claudius. It was really nice to see. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just found that. You know, but, but it's just interesting though that his mother just just can't can't let go. <laughs> his, his mother is a puzzle. She's a very, again, she's the character that you really you desperately want to respect, Claudius, and you and you just never yeah. quite get the. By the end, you get a certain something, but it's not even there's 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 a real backhanded thing she does even in her final moments that 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 take it away. So. 
it's it, it's it's frustrating, but it also it's also the thing that makes her character so strong and so uh, just just that makes her work as a character in the show. Um, it's the yeah. reason why you respect her in a way. It's like the the respect she withhold withholds from Claudius sort of adds to your respect of her somehow in this weird way. <laughs> I don't I don't quite know how to explain it. Um, I think because you know Claudius respects her and he desperately wants the you know you desperately wants her to to hold him in in high esteem and you also know that you get the suspicion that like her, her by withholding that respect from him and almost being a little bit contemptuous of him at times it's the thing that makes him strive and makes him become a better character so yeah. uh, it, it, it's yeah. very interesting to me it's very interesting to me um, because because I mean if you just look at the characters who who slip into evil so many of them it's because they're spoiled by their parents in this show do you know what I mean there's like a real mm-hmm. family theme in the show and like I mean Caligula is the prime example of that like Agrippina is is just she's blind to all of his flaws and she just you know she she spoils him and yeah, you can make a very so much yeah yeah you, yeah exactly exactly and, <laughs> and you can make a strong argument that I mean again. I don't think historically, but in the context of the show, maybe he wouldn't have gone so far as he does if he had it's, some yeah. stricter parenting. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 tough to say with uh with with Caligula in this show because he's definitely. I mean, at at this point, you know, he's already, play, you know, attempted to poison his father. Well, poisoned his father and driven him. Essentially, tried to drive him mad. And, you know, I mean, it's like he's already so bad. It's like I don't know if I don't know if he'd gotten the harsher punishment, you know, for the rude things he did in this well, episode. I, I don't think it, you, it would have... I don't think you could turn him into a Claudius. I'm just wondering if he could have been steered <laughs> into being a, little... a Tiberius or a Sejanus rather than a, you know, uh... <laughs> than a Caligula. Yeah, than a Caligula. <laughs> uh. he, he is he is the example of his own name. Yeah. I mean, you can't go you can't go with another example. But but yeah, no, there's definitely something evil in his heart from the, from the outset. Um, yeah. But uh, but again, I. It, you know, if you look at his character, his whole thing is by age seven or however old he is. I don't know. Is he like 11 at this point? He's young. He's quite young. Uh, he thinks he's a god already and he's murdered his father. Those are two things that are, <laughs> you know, astounding for a child of that age to 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 do and to think. Um, yeah. But, but the thinking you're a god thing, I feel like that's the kind of thing that that can that can really get out of control in or at least be exacerbated by the fact that his mom is not being strict enough with him. And that, yeah. and that when, by the, and, and, and the mom establishes that, you know, Agrippina says Germanicus was very strict with him. So I wonder if by having Germanicus die at this point, it just allows Caligula to really blossom early into the villain that mm. he, do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. He, uh, I mean, I don't know. He's he's definitely, definitely insane. But maybe his insanity could have been channeled in a slightly less <laughs> horrible uh, direction. But well, yeah, of course, as it is, he ends up he ends up at the end of the episode. He's kind of doing doing tasks for Livia, which is exactly the wrong direction you want to be channeling him in at this point. Well, and and later in the show, Cla- uh, Claudius has a very frank conversation with him when. 
Caligula fully believes he's a god, and Claudius is engaging him on those terms very wisely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, but he but he asked him, "Well, why did you kill your father?" You know, like, you know, and 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 uh, and Caligula says, "Well, he stood in my way." You know, mm-hmm. like he's you know, so that that answer is always kind of stuck in my head, and I just kind of always wonder, well, what what would have happened if his father continued to stand in his way? What would the result have been? I, again, I don't think he would have ever been made into a Claudius type figure. I just wonder if if maybe he wouldn't have become so deranged. Um, yeah, well, there's, like I said, it's also the uh, you have to wonder what if he'd never been exposed to Martina too. I yes. mean, because because he he already had the idea he was a god, but she's the one who put the whole death game thing in his head. It's like maybe maybe he would have been a god of wine or something. Yeah. Who knows? But. But no, she put she put the death game in his head, and uh, he 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 stuck with that. <laughs> and again, I'm just thinking this in terms of the show, not in terms of the history. Like you know, uh, in terms of what the show would have us. Uh, yeah. Oh, believe. definitely. I um, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's just a general ground rule for this podcast when we're talking about these characters, we're talking about the show, and uh, yeah, it's getting into what historical accuracy is a deeper well than uh, I think is worth at the moment. And another thing I wanted to comment on, cause I know I'll forget about it, but it's always my favorite. It's my favorite part of the episode. I don't, I don't know why I think I do know why, but the episode begins on a toilet on a, uh, on a mm. Roman style toilet. And I, I just find that a fascinating detail uh, <laughs> because number one, there's this whole thing of, you never see characters go to the bathroom in TV. That's sort of the it's the one thing that you you generally don't see people do, uh, unless yeah. there's some humor to be had. And, and granted, there is here, uh, but I I just I, I don't know I, I I like that they begin the episode with with the the, the title character who, when he's an emperor on the toilet. There, there's something very grounding about that about you know sort of like you know you know even even the emperor has to go to the bathroom. And, yeah. But also just the fact that, you know, those are details that I'm you're always wondering about, you you know, and 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 again, they don't go. They don't give you a lot of explanation for the toilet, but it looks like a pretty accurate uh, replication of a Roman style toilet to me from what I've seen. Um, and so, you know, it's 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 kind of a cool thing to feature in the show. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I mean it's well, it's 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 an interesting scene on multiple levels too. Because the reason he's he's up is because his stomach's upset because he he ate too much late at night. Which anytime anyone's complaining about any kind of digestive disorder in the show, you're instantly now well, like, ooh. Well, and, and it's and that's actually important because he mentions mushrooms. He says mushrooms. And, yeah. And 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 again, I'm going to spoil the end of the show. He's poisoned by a mushroom by his wife at the end at the end of the whole series. And so. Uh, you know, it's 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 a pretty important uh, yeah. thought detail that they're foreshadowing. Uh, but yeah, no. It, 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 but I like how what they're. It feels to me like what they're doing with a lot of these, a lot of these scenes with him, uh, where we see him as emperor, and he's kind of he's kind of just mentioning names and people. Like he'll 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 mention little details about the uh, about the palace. I think that they're. They're they're paving the way for that in your mind, so that by the time you get there, you you are able to draw the connecting points. You know, you know, like you already know that he's afraid of being poisoned, for example. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important by the time we get to that that stage of uh, of the show. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting scene 
and 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 also it ends with him falling asleep on the toilet and the and burning the whatever he I forget what he was reading but he's burning the he might even be reading some of the letters that had to do with the trial I would imagine um, yeah and he ends up burning them just like Caligula had had done one scene before <laughs> so uh, so it's kind of a cool way to end the episode um, but yeah so I don't know I mean uh, am, am I leaving out any other characters or details that we need to discuss here um, I think we've pretty much covered it at this point I uh, yeah I mean this was just a uh, it's it's it, it, it this was this was just a, I mean all the episodes have been good but I think you know, this was just a particularly good one I mean and, and it's uh it, it just in picking things up and once again it I talked last episode about the wanting things to work out even though you know they won't it's like it, that's there's just there's just moments in this episode where you think you know you can, you can, it's possible to think oh you know it's like if it just went a little bit differently you know. They, they would have succeeded in uh, exposing Tiberius. It's like just so close, yep. so close. But, you know, I was going to, I know it's not going to work out. The show's not going to have changed. History's not going to have changed, but it just has moments where it pulls me in. No, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm in the same place with you on that one. Um, so, yeah, so I, I guess the only other thing is, you know, it's interesting that we have uh, Caligula introduced. I mean, he's a kid at this point. The, whoever they got to play him is super creepy, by the way. That yeah, he does a great job. Um, I think by the next episode he's an adult. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure we see him as, an, as a young man the next time we see him. Um, but I really do like the way that they 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 lay the groundwork for 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 his character and for his you know and 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 I also agree with you that the the time elapse I thought was really nice at the start of the episode because mm-hmm. I, I felt like I remember, and they do show you glimpses of the things like they show there's a flashback of Germanicus seeing his name slowly lose a letter every day, um, yeah. you know, and things like that. Um, so they give you some of the visuals, but the end result is whenever I think back to the show, I feel like I saw that as part of the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it, 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 it just it just kind of works and it excel and it gets the plot to where it needs to be um, yeah this show never never wastes any time it never it never goes okay well we you know the next point is plot d but we've got to wade through b and c to get yes. to d it'll just always jump to d and yeah it, it's fine with you catching up yeah because because when you think about it as interesting as it is i think an episode about germanicus being poisoned and killed would have been a place setting episode it would have been a yeah. uh it would have been the thing that i hate on tv now which is i know i have to get through this episode to get to the good episode next week which i can't stand and and with i claudius you just don't you never get you i never feel like i'm having that i feel like all of it is good you know like yeah. there's like every i don't think there's an episode i dislike in the show maybe as we work our way through here i'll be reminded of one that i'm not so happy with but uh, the, I, I feel like all the episodes are, are good quality episodes. It's, 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 it's like going to a restaurant and getting a good meal every night, trying something different on the menu. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So uh, uh, I think, uh, what, what is the next episode anyways? It's, um, Oh, I had the title. Queen of here. heaven. Oh, that's, yes. Oh yeah. That's a, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> so, so we get queen of heaven next. And and we'll we'll be back uh, I guess on Sunday to discuss it. That's our probably our next episode. Um, and tomorrow we're gonna I think do Deadly Breaking Sword is our next uh, our next movie for Wusha Weekend. 
And I also have a Wuxia Workshop uh, podcast for Brave Archer 2 that we put up. So we have a lot going on in the podcast channel. And as always, uh, definitely feel free to send us questions or thoughts and we can address them on the podcast. Uh, I'm always happy to hear from people. And, uh, and yeah, so we'll, we'll be back on uh, in the coming days. And until then, we will talk to you later.